So here, you, here we are, you guys, back up on the hill, and it's a little bit better weather today. And I thought, what can we talk about for a short video? What do I want to share with you? <clears throat> and what I was thinking is, I remember the old Superman comics when I was a kid going to uh, going to summer camp, and we were trading and reading these really neat original Superman comics on the on the bus to summer camp and it was telling the story of how Superman when he was a baby was his name Kal-El or something like that I think it's in one of the new Superman movies too or maybe more than one and his parents were they wanted to keep him but they had to send him off into space to another planet to try to survive because their planet was about to blow up and they they knew the uh, the time frame how long it would be before it blew into particles, you know, and what they call this chain reaction, this really scary term in the 1950s, and um, that was going to happen, and the whole thing would blow up like some kind of a supernova or something, and uh, on a small scale, planetary scale. Um, so they sent Superman off to another planet, hoping he'd survive, and that planet ended up being one very far away. It was called Earth, you may have heard of it. Um, so now, in a much later chapter of that story, here we are on the planet that Superman supposedly came to and worked for peace and justice in the American way and helping everybody, and I assume he would help people in any country, not just Americans, because um, Superman had ultimate wisdom and intelligence and power and strength and goodness and, you know, the usual qualities of a superhero. Um, but now, I haven't seen him around lately. We really need him right now. We need Superman, Batman, you know, all these great heroes. And all we've got is us. <laughs> Which is not all bad, you know, because we're not the, you know, weak, unintelligent, helpless little beings that we're told we are. But again, I don't want to run off into a long sidetrack and make this a long video. It's supposed to be short. The point, main point here is that just like uh, Krypton, the planet where Superman was born before he became Superman, was found to be in the process of blowing up. This planet that he came to called Earth, this is in a process of going one way or the other. And it's, I don't see, a, I mean, it could be a, a geological catastrophe like has happened before with what they call um, pole shifts or other kinds of natural changes like that that are catastrophic. But I don't see that happening right now. I see the potential catastrophic change that we know about is the one caused by people. And we've got a situation where the forces of darkness have been building up over thousands or tens of thousands of years and have finally gotten to a place with the current technology organizational ability and things like that where they think they could finish off their plan which has been all along the extermination of all life and that's a long story but that's what I've come to after serious investigation of this stuff for many decades and everything that's happening seems to lend credibility to that hypothesis I think it's probably true um, I'm open to being corrected of course not by beliefs but by you know, things that are actually happening that you can see. And it, it looks like um, the dark forces are very confident at this point 
and they're in control of most of the power positions in governments all over the world, certainly in the United States and most of the world, and in control of the banking and the finance systems, all built on fraud, as we've talked about before, with the central banking and the fractional reserve banking, which is all criminal activity designed to steal wealth from people who live in all countries of the world and funnel it into these gigantic uh, organizations that hold the power to uh, mold civilization in a very destructive way. So the power positions have all gotten organized under the forces of evil at this point. And I'm not talking about religion at all, okay? This is not about a belief. This is what, over a long period of time, many of us have actually encountered firsthand and put the pieces together with lots of work involved in that. And um, the question is, are they going to succeed? Are they going to exterminate life? They can't, they can't exterminate who you really are because you're, you're not this costume that you're wearing. This is the physical vehicle that you use to experience life on the slow frequency plane of existence. And the mind is the interface to process all the information that defines this environment. But they could make things worse and worse here while we're in this chapter of life. And my preference is, since I don't like to see massive suffering all over the world, that there needs to be a way that we can avert this outcome, reverse it, and not destroy the bad guys, but ideally wake them up. Because this problem has been addressed through force and fighting and feuding and wars back and forth, all sides thinking that they're the one that's justified with God on their side, etc. And look where we are. You know, that, that did not solve the problem. So while I'm really a strong advocate of all of our human rights, including self-defense and uh, firearms rights being critical, things like that, those are not what's going to solve this issue. They haven't up to now. All kinds of weapons and force has been used by one side and then the other side and the other side and even great kings in our known history are defined by how fast they could kill large numbers of people. I mean some some scriptures you may have heard of even define God's greatness that way he can take he, you know, large male figure can take a small army of people with weapons and kill a much larger force with no problem and that makes him really great and I'm saying no it doesn't makes him a good killer. And we need to come to another level at this point. Um, the real force is not in the ability to kill. It's in the ability to heal. And maybe that's been forgotten, but we need to bring it back. Unconditional love is powerful. It's not weak. It's not blind. And I'm not talking about the idea of being oblivious to what's going on in the world. That's not power one part of the balance we have to strike is full awareness of what's going on on the 3D level along with awareness of ourselves and what we can do to heal it and it's possible to have both at the same time so that's all that's our job and then do it like really soon because it's being uh, suggested by various organizations now that they're estimating about a 10% chance of nuclear war obliterating life on the planet within one year. It's the highest danger, according to most people who know about that, odds-making on nuclear war type thing, 
uh, highest danger that humanity has been in uh, in known human history. And I think they're right because and it's and it's not by accident it's been engineered and you know our criminal media that's one of the main problems uh, and reasons for all the crime being allowed to go on on a high level in our country in America and most of the world is saying that this leader in Russia just went crazy and suddenly turned into the German Fuhrer and just wants to kill everybody and blow up nuclear power plants, which didn't happen, and shoot, you know, blow up schools, and it turned out that they had no kids in them, they just had enemy soldiers in them firing at the invaders. And that's why those came into play. It wasn't to blow up schools. Uh, but the media is pushing the justification for ratcheting up the force and the movements toward nuclear war. And like they said in the Matthew Broderick movie, uh, war Games, I think it was called. The only way to win this is a very strange game, the computer said. And the computer was saying wisdom from somewhere. said, what a strange game. The only way to win is not to play. And our rulers want to play. And they've been sending billions of dollars of weapons from America and the West into Ukraine to antagonize the Russians into a, a counter-offensive, which they've succeeded in doing. And while the media is saying that's just senseless aggression, you might remember there was this little incident in U.S. history and actually important in world history. I believe it was 1962. I, I remember it happening. Um, commonly known as the Cuban Missile Crisis. John Kennedy was in power before, or in office, I should say. Others were in power. But he was in office before he got killed in 62. And he got killed in 63, if I remember right. And um, the Soviets, under I think they were under Khrushchev at that time, moved missiles into Cuba, which is 90 miles from the U.S., 90 miles from the Florida coast. And Kennedy had to decide what to do. And he was being told what to do, but he had to decide on his own. And he... He was a president that tried to make his own decisions, and under the kind of pressure that you have as a U.S. president, that is really great. You know, aside from all of his other flaws, he was uh, really trying to help his country, which made him the enemy of the deep state rulers of the world and of the West. So he told Khrushchev, look, you, here's photograph proof, photographic proof. You put missiles in Cuba... 90 miles from Florida and this would give us less than no warning you know if you want to blow up our cities you take that out or we're going to militarily attack Cuba we're going to do an offensive he didn't say we would nuke Cuba he just said there would be a massive conventional offensive against Cuba and we would take out those missile facilities by force now in that case Khrushchev or whoever his bosses were said it's probably not a good plan right now let's take the missiles out and they did and there was no World War III at that time other than the Cold War but this time playing the part of Khrushchev and the Soviets is NATO and the US as the strongest member an alliance that was started for military defense against the uh, Soviets back after World War II and uh, 
no longer serves any positive function that I can see at all, should be dissolved. And I know a lot of people are going to hate me for being, you know, against American strength and all that. It has nothing to do with that. It's a, it's an organization designed to uh, trigger war and it's being used right now. And billions of dollars of weapons have been coming up to the border of Russia and Ukraine, possibly other places, but certainly in Ukraine. And this is not 90 miles from Russia like Khrushchev uh, was doing with Kennedy. This is right, could be right up to the border of Russia, a long border. And so the ruler of Russia, uh, the official office holder, a president of Russia, said, uh, you know, tried for years to persuade NATO to pull back and take the missiles away from the border, um, which are now almost all encircling Russia, not just in Ukraine, and said, finally said, you know, after negotiations were fruitless and NATO didn't want to negotiate, they just wanted to put the weapons in to bring Ukraine into the military alliance so that there could be a coordinated, you know, threat to Russia. Russia finally said, look, if you don't take these out, we're going to take them out for you. And that's a military offensive. And up to the last minute, they were trying not to do that. And they finally did that. Now, they might go further into unjustified actions against other countries that used to be part of the Soviet Union or something like that. But at the moment, they are following up with what they threatened to do, which is taking out the weapons installations. And it's come to light recently that they said there were bioweapons labs, which the U.S. has been running in different parts of the world illegally. Even if they were made, you know, de facto legally, their crime against humanity to be doing this thing and looking for ways to make pathogens more dangerous to humans and race-specific weapons and things like that. Um, the Russians claimed that there were a number of these labs all over Ukraine that could easily be used to target the racial basis of the Russian people and without even visibly starting war they could wipe out the whole region which based on the history of, of the people that run these things under Fauci and other others like that uh, of course that's the kind of thing that would be right up their alley and the western sources and the media said oh total nonsense this is not true this is the insane people in Russia saying this. And um, now they've shown where the labs are, where the bioweapons labs are. And there's no argument about it anymore. The Undersecretary of State uh, at, a, I guess, a, some kind of a press conference is on video saying, well, yeah, actually there are these laboratories in um, Ukraine. And we're trying not to let them fall into the hands of the Russians. The Russians have their own weapons. They don't need to steal them from Ukraine. What they said about removing the threat is very credible. And now it's been admitted that they're there, except the Undersecretary of State, the U.S. Undersecretary of State, said uh, these are research laboratories, you know, almost like part of some kind of school or something. Actually, unfortunately, the schools are involved in that now in the U.S. and other countries. And um, Russia could, the Russian uh, rulers could have been telling the truth that they wanted those gone. So there's going to be some kind of negotiations now. And 
I think it's unlikely that the Ukrainian representatives would agree to the terms that the Russians want, which is neutrality and, and mutual um, security agreement so you don't have weapons right coming up to the border, that Ukraine doesn't join the military alliance against Russia called NATO, uh, things like that. I will be really surprised if the uh, Ukraine leaders agree to that because at the moment uh, there's offers of weapons and support and total media support for keeping the currently illegitimate government, national government of Ukraine, which was put in by Western and Soros-backed forces in 2014, overthrowing the elected government in Ukraine. So anyway, that whole complex situation could easily turn into nuclear war. And officials are saying now that there's a 10% chance that it will, um, which would be the end of not just humans, but pretty much all life on the planet not a good outcome. And so the question is, how do you reverse that? And reversing that, you need to reverse all the other assaults against life that are going on simultaneously. It's not just the Ukraine situation, it's the whole pandemic, plandemics uh, scam that has been run for the last two plus years in the Western world and actually m most of the world all over. Um, the attention is being moved away from the crimes that have been causing that pandemic and all the uh, misery and death that has come from it, not from the virus, which has been never shown to actually exist. Important uh, factoid there, but it hasn't. Uh, it's never been isolated. I don't know how all of these really advanced, brave doctors that are telling the truth about it can't get their heads around the idea that if you're going to blame a pandemic on a virus, you really should demonstrate that the virus exists. And as far as I can tell, they can't do that. Um, I think a lot of these doctors have just been so conditioned by their medical school training and all the information coming out from the journals that are mostly controlled by the drug dealers um, that, of course, viruses exist. and vaccines have been saving the world for them since uh, around it, just before 1800 with Edward Jenner in the UK. And the only problem with that scenario, that uh, understanding of this health situation is that it's completely untrue. You know, the, the vaccine, vaccines have been claiming credit for eradicating diseases like polio and smallpox, where certain brave even medical doctors have been showing, well, these diseases were virtually gone before they even started with the vaccination program. When you look at the graph, it's like the disease goes down from sanitation and hygiene, and then they start vaccinating and say, yep, vaccine saved the world again. And uh, these otherwise really brilliant doctors believe that nonsense. It's amazing. So there are so many assaults going on against humanity all at once right now. The, um, the pandemic, the Ukraine situation being pushed toward nuclear confrontation by NATO and the US, not the people of the US or the people of Europe, but the illegitimate rulers of all these countries are pushing toward destruction. It's almost like they're being orchestrated from above them, which they are. Geoengineering is still going on, spraying all over the skies, you're being told. 
That's a conspiracy theory. It doesn't exist. That's a threat to all life on the planet. It's not just about the climate. It's about poisoning the whole biosphere into oblivion. You know, you don't need to do that, even if there was a legitimate climate purpose to it, but there isn't. You know, it's destabilizing the normal weather all over the planet, reducing sunlight, which is a really important thing for life on Earth. You know, some some figures that I've seen, uh, I think Dane published this on his site, was like 22% reduction in sunlight reaching the Earth. There's no no proof of a problem of, of global warming existing anyway. And even if there was, you know, these are figures that have been fooled with in order to show that we have to be terrified of climate change and global warming. The unadjusted figures don't show any correlation at all. Doesn't mean there aren't environmental urgent emergencies to deal with. There are. This is just really subtle and complex, but overall there are all these coordinated assaults against humanity. And the question is, in the limited time before these guys manage to get beyond the point of no return, what do we do? And I think all of these positive movements, you know, exposed geoengineering, exposed, exposed GMOs, exposed the pandemic and what it's there for, and the massive deaths that's been caused by the injections and are still being caused, uh, that's good. But underlying that, there's a basic change that has to happen. And I'm saying that's the key. And what is that? Humanity needs to become conscious. And I, I have a really specific meaning in mind when I say conscious. I mean, becoming aware of what's going on in the world is really good, but that's not the consciousness I'm talking about. Real consciousness is self-awareness. In other words, this is your costume. Your mind is this formless entity that's working through your brain. That's not you. These are tools and vehicles that are very useful, but they're not who you are. So what's left? Who are you? Finding that out, not adopting a new belief or, you know, I'm not trying to start a new religion or I have no interest in doing that at all. At all. I'm, I'm looking for the experience behind the ideas. And if you can get in touch, the more you get in touch with who you are, your ways of determining your actions change. And when somebody like David Icke or Chris Skye or some of these brilliant, really courageous leaders who are trying to get humanity to wake up, say peaceful non-compliance, peaceful mass non-compliance with suicidal orders is a way to stop, you know, the assault of the power structure. I think that's true. And what is it that causes that? And I'm saying it's consciousness. You know, if you've got the mainstream television consciousness that um, all these really wise-looking, condescending um, news anchors and uh, commentators are telling the truth, you know, that uh, Putin is Hitler and vaccines save lives and they eradicate disease and chemtrails are trying to um, compensate for global warming to save the world. GMOs are going to feed everybody. You believe all this garbage nonsense? That's what happens when you have no consciousness or you're, you're in a trance and you're 
hypnotized to think you're somebody you're not. If by stages, as you become aware of yourself, you what you find, you know, and, and none of us have avoided, nobody that I know has avoided going through these stages of being a zombie ourselves. Uh, so there's there's no way to honestly look down on anybody else. You know, it's like the Joan Baez song, There But For Fortune, Go You Or I. That is true. If If you're somewhat awake, then, you know, if we have that gift, that's grace. And the response is, thank you, how can we help share with other people? And you can't do it by just arguing with them. You have to go further yourself. Because if humanity can even partially awaken, they can't follow suicidal orders anymore. People, and, and I'm not just talking about us general public people, I'm talking about people in the banking system, high up in the banking system, or mid-levels, people in the military, when you start saying, all right, general, teach your troops how to walk in spike red high heels. You can't be part of that. you know. Or when you're working in a lab for a lot of money, a so-called lab, a bioweapons lab, and you say, okay, we want to develop a new bioweapon that'll infect a certain race of people, or maybe everybody, more easily and spread more easily and cause much more panic and damage. And you're a scientist in that lab for lots of money, and your boss tells you, oh, but don't worry, it's to develop a new vaccine. You don't fall for that for a second. You can't take the money, you can't work there, you become a whistleblower, and you work to shut down that lab. I want you to hear me. You can't do it. It's not an idea, it's consciousness because you know, you start to know intuitively that the other person is you in another form. Remember that quote, it's one of the quotes I like from the Bible, and it says, love your neighbor, which means whoever, everybody else, as yourself. Well, the only reason, you, the only way you can honestly ever do that, you know, other than just trying to show off how religious and spiritual you are, which is a waste of everybody's time, is to see, at a deeper level, look right into who somebody is and say, under all the programming, all the mind control, all the false beliefs of who they are, and some of them think they're big, you know, criminal bad guys and it's going to get them ahead. That's a bunch of fake programming. Under that, who are they? They're just the same as we are. They're spirit. <clears throat> because that's what we're all made out of. There wasn't anything else <clears throat> to make anything out of. It all came from the same original source. So when you are given an order by your boss to do something that's going to hurt other people, you can't do it. You know, before that you say, oh, I have to do it because, you know, I'll lose my job and it's going to be terrible. Well, it might be. But you can't knowingly follow orders that are illegitimate and are malicious and are going to cause suffering and death to other people. Once you become aware, before you have any consciousness, you can do it because you can justify it to yourself. But once you get a little bit of self-awareness, you can't. So I've looked at solutions to this overall problem, and I don't mean just Ukraine. I mean the overall problem. For tens of thousands of years, <clears throat> as a race of humans, and I don't mean 
what tone your skin is. That's totally stupid diversion. I mean, as humans, as life forms, we've been going back and forth fighting over, you know, everybody thinking that they're right and the other side is subhuman. I mean, it's even believed by a bunch of religions that certain people have been subhuman and had to all be murdered. And it still is. And as long as we fall for that kind of garbage, you know, we're going to be causing our own hell on earth and destruction. We don't need to do that. We're members of a family. And it's not some kind of belief. It's real. We really are. Aside from what we believe and wanting to fight about who's right and stuff like that, if you love your family member and they disagree with you about something you don't hate them forever you don't even kill them or anything like that you don't wish them harm you don't curse them because who they are is more important than whether they happen to be in agreement with you on some intellectual point well everybody out here there really are our family so once you get to the point of accessing a little bit of who you are, you see that. You don't have to come to reasoning and say, you know, some kind of pro and con analysis or what page in my religious scripture says this so I can believe it. It has nothing to do with any of that. It has to do with waking up and then you start just seeing it, even if you'd never read a book in your life. So I think we need to get to that point to have that spread and then the people start defecting from serving evil and the people in the military who are told to go in and massacre somebody or you know preemptively strike some country with nuclear weapons and they're given the order to do that like Hillary Clinton was so proud of in the debates with Trump saying and when the order is given you know to blow up the world it must be followed this is the wonderful Hillary Clinton in the debate and she's not the only one. Lots of rulers, people in uh, the U.S. Congress right now are talking like the same thing. Um, but if you work on yourself, if you're willing to do it, to change from your current mentality that you're so attached to, that you're ready to argue over with anybody to prove that you're right and they're an idiot, if you're willing to, and all of us, I mean, the challenge applies to me, obviously, too. But if we're willing to set that aside for the sake of something way more important. You know, mutual appreciation, respect, love, even for the bad guys. Somewhere in that same scripture, it said, love your enemy. How can you do that? You can't honestly do it from our current consciousness. But if you get really quiet in your side, in yourself, and you learn to focus in a way that's not just a practice, it actually does something, to change your whole sense of who you are. Then you look at the enemy and you say, wow, they're, they're really in a mess, you know, they're really mentally ill. They need help. They don't need me to destroy them. That's not, you know, um, the most heroic thing to do. The most heroic thing is to get strong enough internally in yourself so that just in your presence, people start changing. And we've seen small clues of this, but it's we don't have time for a lot of small applications of this anymore. We're, we're so close to a turning point one way or the other in our world 
that it's time to do it on a bigger scale. So I'm encouraging you, however you want to do that, you should, I would recommend that you start like right now, all of us do. Because if we keep our current justice-centered consciousness that I'm right and the other person has to be destroyed, and all sides think that, where do you think that's going to go with high-tech weapons and organization? That's why the New World Order people, the, the World Economic Forum people, the really people serving evil knowingly high up in the WEF and other UN organizations and many others like that, why they're so confident they think that we're going to we're not going to change enough to stop what they're doing. And they're working on their extermination of life, including themselves. The ones at the top know it's including all of them. It's a suicide mission for them. And if we don't agree with that and we don't want that to happen, even if we, well, for the sake of ourselves and all the kids who are trusting us to make a, a better world for them, I only see one way to do it. All, all of these physical positive movements need to accept the truckers movement all these things need to be supported and continued but what's going to determine the outcome is what we individually do internally and we have we have a long way to go because and a short time to get there to quote uh, the famous trucker in smoking the bandit the long way to go is from the current state of most people thinking what i do with my own consciousness has nothing to do with the outside world. That's all determined by nuclear missiles and armies and media, criminal media combines and stuff like that. We have to get from there to saying, wait a minute, what's the inherent power that could be unlocked? Not on a belief, not trying to tell everybody that your belief system is right. No, I'm talking about silently something that you do. Is there any chance that there's massive power in that? And I'm saying there's not just a chance, that's where it's all hidden. So that's why we started Planetary Healing Club. And like I say, you can do this on your own. You don't need me or our group or anything. But if you want to work on this in a supportive environment, it's it's not just some, you know, what they call kumbaya, feel-good thing to make yourself not worry about seeing the world destroyed. No, this is to actually apply in the outside world. And it takes courage on your part to do it. So check it out if you want to. <clears throat> there are small, very small dues for it. That keeps our operation going. But if you get into the club and you really don't like it, you know, right away or sometime, not beyond the first month or so, but you get into it and, and you don't want to do it for some reason, I don't care about keeping the money. I'll just give it back to you. We need the money to operate, but money is not the object Chain, healing the world is the object and you have to start with yourself or you can't do it get your health back get back in touch with how physical health works not not the current popular idea that it's a shortage of toxic chemicals and that's why you're sick that's not the reason you're out of touch with nature and the operating system in your own body so learn that we, we talk about that but then you get beyond that to the actual level where the power is hidden and that's in consciousness so um, as silly as that may sound to some people I have to tell you the truth and in many decades of looking at that that's what I, that's the only thing that I've seen 
that could potentially turn this around in the time we've got left. So anyway, it's up to you. Whatever you do, take care of yourself because you're a very valuable person. Incredibly unlimited being. If you're like most of us walking around feeling like everything's impossible and you're so limited, and that's not true. Wake up what's inside you and watch what happens to your own life first and then it spreads after that. That's our work. So do it with me if you want. PlanetaryHealingClub.com and if you want to stay up to date with our uh, broadcasts where they're being shown, where we're not censored, go to LostArtsRadio.com slash live and that'll give you links to follow. Keep up with our Sunday guest shows. A lot of incredible ones coming up. We're really blessed to meet these amazing people and, and they come on the show. And all the archives are there free. You know, they don't cost anything. And then if you have resources and you want to support us, we really need it and it'll let us do more of our work that's on hold waiting for that. Uh, there's a donate button at lostheartsradio.com that works or subscribe star link is there too or mailing address if you want to use the old-fashioned way but I don't know how much time we've got remaining before things get more difficult so value the time you've got and use it well take care of yourself appreciate and love yourself and then that allows you to have that attitude toward other people they go together so take care of yourself and we'll see you soon